Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk. Recorded live. I just want to thank you, Lord. You made a way. You made a way. You made a way. And I just want to thank you, Lord. Thank you. You, Lord, thank you, you, Lord, I thank you, Lord, I just want to thank you, Lord, I just want to thank you. Amen. Everybody in the building should have something to thank God for. Because surely he has been good to us. He has kept us from the rock of our cradle. This is very present moment. God has been our present help in times of trouble. So we give thanks unto the Lord our God. Amen. For blessing us, keeping us, watching over and protecting us along the way. Bringing us through another day's journey. Keeping us safe from hurt, harm, and danger. Making no debt behave and keeping our and making our enemies keeping our enemies at bay. We thank him for all that he's done. For the shelter of our head, clothing on our bodies, shoes on our feet, our daily bread to put upon our table. Thank him for our spouses, our children, our grandchildren. Everything that God had placed in our care. We ought to find something to thank God for. Amen. The writer said, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the Lord is worthy to be praised. Amen. We thank God for another Tuesday night Bible study. We do pray that the word of God may be a blessing to one and all, and that we may find something in here to help us to be a better me. We are the New Way of Life Ministries. We located 32822 State Highway 249 in Pinehurst, Texas. Our zip is 77362. Now, our email is nwoflife2002 at yahoo.com. Amen. We'd be more than glad to hear from you. If there's anything, any questions or suggestions that you would like to hear concerning 
the word of God, send us an email. Amen. We'd be more than glad to touch upon the subject, hoping that you can find a little bit more clarity in it. Amen. Let us go into our lesson, which will be coming from Second Samuel, chapter 23. I'll be reading to your hearing from the King James Version. Therefore, if you have a Gideon, NIV, or any other different type of Bible other than the King James, some of your verses of Scripture may read a little differently than mine. But I do pray that we get an understanding together out of the verses of Scripture that we read from this chapter. Let's begin reading from verse 1, 2 Samuel chapter 23. Now these be the last words of David. David, the son of Jesse, said, And the man who was raised up on high, the anointed of the God of Jacob, and the sweet psalmist of Israel, said, The Spirit of the Lord spake by me. And his word was in my tongue. The God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spake to me. He that ruled over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God. And he shall be as the light of the morning, when the sun riseth even a morning without cloud, as the tender grass springing out of the earth by clear shining after rain. Although my house be not so with God, Yet he had made with me an everlasting covenant, ordered in all things, and sure. For this is all my salvation and my desire, although he make it not to grow. But the sons of Bilal shall be all of them as stones thrust away, because they cannot be taken with hands. But the man that shall touch them must be fixed with iron and the staff of a spear, they shall be utterly burned with fire in the same place. These be the names of the mighty men whom David had. These be the mighty men whom David had. The Tachmonite that sat in the east, chief among the captains. The same was Adonai, the Ezanite. He left, he lift up his spear against 800 whom he slew at one time. And after him was Elazar, the son of Dodo, the Ahohite, one of the mighty one of the three mighty men with David, when they defiled when they defied the Philistines that were there gathered together to battle, and the men of Israel were gone away. He arose and smote the Philistines until his hand was weary. And his hand clave unto the sword. And the Lord wrought a great victory that day. And the people returned after him only to Spurl. And after him was Shema, the son of Agar, the Harite. And the Philistines were gathered together into a troop. Where was a piece of ground full of lentils. And the people fled from the Philistines. But he stood in the midst of the ground and defended it and slew the Philistines, and the Lord wrought a great victory. And three of the thirty chiefs went down and came to David in the harvest time unto the cave of Adullam. And a troop of the Philistines pitched in the valley Rephidim. And David was then in an hole, and the garrison of Philistines was then in Bethlehem. And David longed and said, Oh, that one would give me drink of the water, of the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate. And the three mighty men break through 
the host of the Philistines, and drew water out of the well of Bethlehem that was by the gate, and took it and brought it to David. Nevertheless, he would not drink thereof, but poured it, on, poured it out unto the, unto the Lord. And he said, Be it far from me, O Lord, that I should do this. Is not this the blood of the men that went in jeopardy of their lives? Therefore he would not drink it. These things did these three mighty men. And Abishai, the brother of Joab, the son of Zorah, was chief among three, and he lift up his spear against three hundred and slew them, and had the name among three. Was he not most honorable of three? Therefore he was their, their captain. Howbeit he attained not unto the first three. And Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, the son of a valiant man, of Kab, Kabzel, who had done many acts, he slew two lion-like men of Moab. He went down also and slew a lion in the midst of a pit in time of snow. And he slew an Egyptian, a goodly man. But he went down to him with a staff and plucked the spear out of the Egyptian hand and slew him with his own spear. These things did Benaiah the son of Jehoiada and had the name among three mighty men. He was more honorable than the thirty, but he attained not to the first three. And David set him over his guard. Ashiel, the brother of Joab, was one of the thirty. Elhanan, the son of Doda of Bethlehem, Shammah, and Horodite. Elakah, the Horodite. Heliaz, the Peleite. Ara, the son of Eklesh, the, the Tekoite. And Bezer, the Anatonite. Mibamana, the Hushite, Zalman, the Horahite, Mahara, the Nephtolite, Helab, the son of Bana, a Nephtohot, Atiah, the son of Rabbah, out of Gibeah, of, of the children of Benjamin, Benah, the Parathonite, Hidayite, of the brooks of Gash, Abalon, and Arabite, Asmavite, and Baharmite, Elaba, and Shalamonite, of the sons of Jashem, Jonathan, Shamalite, the Harahite, Ahayim, the son of Shara, the Harahite, Elaphalite, Epalet, the son of Ahashbah, the son of Makatite, Eli, the son of Akapolel, and Gelanite, the Gelanite, Hezriah, the Carmelite, and Power, the Arbite, Igo, the son of Nathan, Azoba, Bana, the Gatite, Zek, Zelak, the Ammonite, Nahara, the Barahite, Armor bearers to Joab, the son of Zorah. Aaron, Aaron, Ara and Adorite, Gerab and Adrite, 
Uriah, the high type, 30 and 7 in all. Second Samuel chapter 23, verse 1 through verse 39. What a blessing that David spoke concerning the people that honored him. God said, if you honor me, I'll honor you. All God wants to know is that he has people that's willing to stand with him, not just in good times, but also in bad times. A lot of times you hear in the church world people that stand with God or cheer God or praise God when things are going good, they call them, they call them uh, fair-weather Christians. You can't find people, all the people, all the time that's willing to stand with God even in the rough times. If you notice in this chapter, it was speaking about these men that supported David during some bad times. Because all through this chapter, they're talking about what? The wars that they had with the Philistines. That's something that each one of these mighty men, they all had battles concerning the Philistines. And when I was looking at that, it reminded me of sometimes some things that we go through over and over and over again. The same battle, fighting that same thing, that same weakness, that same problem that we've been having with ourselves or with our family or with, on the job or wherever it may be. There's been the same thing repetitively over and over. And this is what we found him in this chapter where he talked about all of these people that David had. And they was very supportive of David. They was very loyal to David, which means that they was very faithful. And this is what God is looking for. We may not always be right. These men wasn't always right in what they did. But what, they, what we find is that it was always what? Faithful. And so God knows that we're made out of flesh. He knows what we're made out of. He knows the temptations that we go through. He knows the struggles that we have. And he's got to support us in those things. But all we have to do is just be upfront and honest with God that this, this enemy that I'm fighting here, God, is, is much too strong for me. This is what we talked about in chapter 22, about David had admitted that the battles that he was fighting, the enemy was too strong for him. He needed God's help. And we need to recognize the fact that the thing that we're battling over and over and over is too strong for us. We haven't, fought, we haven't won that battle yet. We've been fighting that battle for, for years and years. And we're still in the same position with that same thing. We might get, we might get over, over that hurdle every now and then, but it always come back. It always come back. And this is the same thing that they're talking about here concerning David and his mighty men when they fought the Philistines. I believe when we left off last week, we left off in, in, uh, in verse 7. Where it said, but the man that shall, no, we, wasn't, we was in verse 5. Although my house be not so with God, yet he had made with me an everlasting covenant, ordered in all things, and sure, for this is all my salvation and all my desire, although he maketh it not to grow. Now, although my house be not so with God, our house is not always right with God. Our spiritual house, 
as well as our physical house, at our house, at our home where we live at. It's not always right with God. Why? Because of the thing that we wrestle with, this old flesh. Paul said, in this body dwells no good thing. There's nothing good about our flesh. We can't trust it. We can't depend on it. And David is saying, although my house be not full with God, yet he made with me an everlasting covenant. He said, I will not leave you, nor will I forsake you. I'll be with you always, even until the end of this world. Now, when we become lackadaisical in our service to God, Come back to days ago, coming to Bible study, or coming to service on Sunday. Somewhere along there, you become convicted, knowing that you should be there. When we make excuses not to come, it's always after the time that you know service is over, I should have went to church. I, sh- I should have made church. I, I-, 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 I could have I did this later. I could have taped this program. I could have went, went to church. I should have went to church. It's always after the fact that conviction comes on us. Why? Because God has made an everlasting covenant with you and I. Anybody ever been there before? Where you got lasted days ago? Say, well, I'm not going to go tonight. I'm, I'm tired. I, I work hard. We make some, some kind of excuse. And the excuse that we bring out of our bag is always the excuse that fit us perfect. Well, I had a perfect, I had a good reason why I didn't make it to church. I had a good reason why I didn't go to Bible study. But it's always after that is when conviction comes. I should have went to church. Anybody ever been there before? I've been there too. We make excuses not to go. And what God says, even though you didn't come to me, <laughs> I'll come to you. You never heard the old proverb that said when Muhammad can't get to the mountain, the mountain will come to Muhammad. And so that's, a, that's, a, that's the same thing that God is saying. When you don't come to me, I'll still come and visit you. And when do he come visit us? When conviction comes upon us. And conviction is a good thing. Conviction is a good thing because it lets us know that we still have God somewhere inside of us. Even though we hadn't been faithful to our service to him, God will always remain faithful to you and I. Why? Because he said he had made an everlasting covenant with us. Say that again. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't quite. Yes. Okay. 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 Yeah, that applies. It applies, yeah. Well, it applies because you more or less have lied in one sense because you said you was going to do something that you didn't follow up in doing. So you went against the word that you gave. And, and I remember at one time before we had contracts that we used to sign, we used to do what? Shake a hand. We used to shake hands and make, and make a contract. That was the covenant. In the days of ancient times, when they greeted one another, they greeted one another with a kiss. They even sealed an agreement that they made with one another with a kiss or with a handshake. And so when we give our word, God expects us to stand 
upon our word. That's all we have. That's all God give us is what? His word. The whole world and everything in it was founded upon God's word. That's why some people you find when they give somebody a word and people say, man, you can't believe nothing he says. And, and what we do, we try and swear upon God because we know that our word don't hold water with people. So we swear upon something much greater than what we are to make people believe in us. But if we honor our word that we give, regardless of what it is, a person will believe and trust you because they say, oh, no, that brother going to be here. My son going to make it because he called me and he told me. So we have to learn how to keep our word. We, we, we gave an agreement to the people on our job that at a certain time that I'm scheduled to come out, unless I'm sick or have a, 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 an emergency in my family, then I'm going to be at work. Now, whatever excuse we give the people on our job that we don't, when we don't go to work, are you telling them the truth? See, that's, 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 a, that's, that's more or less goes into breaking your covenant or your agreement with the person who has hired you. So David was anointed to be king. But his, his, his house wasn't honorable always. Why? Because David committed adultery. He had Uriah killed up on the front line so he can have this man's wife. And so he didn't only commit adultery, he didn't only kill, but he also lied until God came to him. And he admitted, say, Lord, you got me dead to right. I've sinned against you and against heaven. He broke his covenant. He broke his agreement with God. God could have could allowed him to die right there. He should have been stoned to death for committing adultery. He could have died right there. I believe it's in the book of Leviticus where he said that if you catch a man laying with a woman who's married and, and you find this man committing adultery with her, then they, should, they both should be stoned to death. That's why in the, in the book of the gospel, when, they, when the Bible said they caught the woman in the act of adultery, where was the man? They brought the woman, but where was the man? They both should have been brought before him, but they only brought the woman. So when we, give, when we make an agreement with God, God expects us to keep our word. The same way we, we want God to keep his word. And, and when certain things come in our life, what some of us say, Lord, you say it. Huh? You ever say that? Lord, your word said this. We, wanna, we want to remind God of his word. That he gave to us. Even if, 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 it's a, if it's a Bible lesson, if it's a message that you received on a Sunday, and you say, Lord, I heard your word on Sunday. I heard what, I heard what, the, what the man of God said in Bible study. Well, how come this? You know, we reminded more or less God, well, why are you denying me with your word? Because I heard your word. It touched me. I realized that this was you. But look, 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 this thing is going in the opposite direction, Lord. So we got to make sure that we honor God the same way we want, we want God to honor us. And so David is saying here, although my house be not so with God. How, how wasn't it? You look in verse one, four. And he shall be as the light of the morning when the sun rises, even the morning without clouds, as the tender grass springing out of earth by clear shining after rain. And we always see smell. You can always smell a fragrance after the rain, even, even if you haven't been in the rain. If you come after the rain, you, well, man, it, it's raining up here. Well, where I'm at, it ain't raining. Now, when you get to where the place that they said rain, the rain is stopped, you can tell that it's been raining. 
You can smell it in the air. You can smell the fragrance of rain in the air. And so the same way the fragrance is left after the rain, this is what he's saying concerning God's anointing, his, his, his blessing, his presence. It's always shining. It's always that visible. He said, he said, but as much as you've been visible in my life, he said, my house has not always been the same. He said, my house has not been so with God, yet he had made with me an everlasting covenant. Regardless of what I did, God didn't turn his back on me. He made a covenant with me. And he ordered in all things, and sure, of this is my salvation and all my desire, although it make it not to grow. Now, what is your desire? All of us should have a desire to be close to God, right? That should be our desire as Christians, to be close to God, to walk with God, to feel God's presence with us. That should be our desire as Christians. And so David is saying here, he said, and all my desire, although he make it not to grow. This is my desire. My desire is to, is, to, is to be here. My desire is to do this. My desire is to do the will of God. But he said he make it not to grow. In other words, when something grows, it, what? it matures, right? It don't, it don't stay in the same position. But he's saying that God make it not. Why? Because God has his, his part to do in your life, but you also have a part to do also. So the, the question tonight is, are you doing your part? Are you praying? Are you reading? Are you fasting? Are you, are you seeking God concerning your walk with him? You can't expect something to grow if you're not, if you're not attending to it, if you're not nourishing it. The word is here for us, and the only way that we're going to receive it is that we got to go to it, right? We have to have this desire. We have to see God. That's the only way it's going to grow, brother, is that we got to do our part. I, well, I'm not getting nothing out of this. You know, I, I, I didn't have no good time at, at church today. I don't feel like this. Did you come with the spirit of God inside of you? Did you come seeking something from God? Because I believe in every service, regardless of where that service is held, if, if it's done or open up in the name of the Lord, something in that service, whether it's a song, whether somebody got up and prayed, somebody got up and testified, something you should be able to get out of that to bring home with you that want to make you to be a better person. We got to have a desire for this. He's not going to make us. God did not make us robots. He's not going to force his will upon us. Let your will be done in the earth as it is in the heaven. God is not going to force it upon you. You're going to have to want it, brother. You're going to have to have a desire for him. You desire your wife. You desire money. You desire a house, a car. You desire all these things. But what about God? We have to have this desire in us. God is not going to make you have this desire. You know what, what God said about David when David was up on the mountain? He said, this is a man that's after my own heart. He desires God. You're going to have to desire him for yourself. He's not going to make it. But the sons of Bilal, 
Now, who's the sons of Bilal? The sons of Bilal is people who's not godly, who's not seeking God. A person who don't seek God, a person that's not godly, they're considered a person of Bilal. Shall be all of them as stones thrust away, because they cannot be taken with hands. All over this world, you're going to find ungodly people. All over this world, you're going to find somebody that's an atheist or believe in evolution or some other type of thing other than giving the glory to God. So you're going to always find these type of people. So we, we shouldn't have to try to convince them if God can't touch their hearts, if God can't convince them, you never will. You never will. I don't care who it is. When you went to whatever church you got saved in, that you accepted Christ in, it wasn't the man, it was the God using the man that caused your heart to be touched in order for you to say, I, I want to be saved. Or I want to be baptized. Whatever form of salvation you call it, baptized or being saved, however you call it, it wasn't a man because you're a man, I'm a man or a woman or whoever it may be, you're already grown. You're already grown. You hear people say, look, I'm grown. I can't be re-raised. The only way we can be re-raised is that we have to be what? Born again. And the only way that we are touched in our heart is because God is the one using a man to touch your heart. To cause you to get up, to confess that I need to be saved. I say I want to be recommitted to, to, to God. Or whatever it is that we're doing in the name of God. It's not the man, it's the God that's using the man. And so anybody, the sons of Belial, shall, shall be of all them as stones thrust away. Now, anybody in here ever grab the hole of a thorn, a thorn bush? You don't hold on to it. If it was by accident, you get away from it as soon as possible. Or if you buy the rose bush or cutting some out of a garden, you get hit with it, you still want to do what? Get away from it. He said, because they cannot be taken with hands. When you find people that's going to deal with thorns, they got gloves on. They got something on to protect them. Because you can't just grab it with your bare hands. You can't just deal with it with your bare hands. In other words, he's saying this is the same way that you need to deal with people that sons of Belial, people that don't believe or trust in God. Get away from them. Get away from them. They will ruin you. They will hurt you. They will cause you to turn on God. Because the Bible said the world, they love their own. But you, they shall hate. Before you can turn their minds around about God, you, 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 you deal with them long enough, they're going to turn your mind away from God. And so they say that, he's saying here that these sons of Belial, they're like thorns that's thrust away. So you can't, you, can't, you can't handle them with your hand. You find people that's in the, in the landscaping business. They got gloves to handle those type of things. So it lets you know how delicate that matter is. You can't, you can't deal with that. Don't think that you can handle it 
without it hurting you in some way, some form or fashion. He said, but the man that shall touch them must be fenced with iron and the staff of a spear. He said, you better arm yourself. He said, when you go deal with them, look what he says. He said, but the man that shall touch them must. Not you ought to be. He said, you must. You must be fenced with iron and a staff of a spear. And they shall be utterly burned with fire in the same place. Don't, don't handle them with your hand. You got to handle them with some type of tool. You have to handle them with something that, that's going to destroy them away from you altogether. And what did he say? Don't touch them with your hand. You got to be fenced with an iron and the staff of a spear. That's how dangerous it is. Now, he's not talking about just one set of tools. He's talking about two, three sets of tools here that you got to try and handle these type of people with. These some, he letting you know how dangerous a matter it is when you play around with the world. When you play around with the sons of Belial, people who don't believe God, they'll mess your head up if you sit there. Look, how many people you didn't heard got in some type of trouble, went to jail as a Christian, came out as a Muslim? <laughs> huh? How many times you didn't find people that went into penitentiary in the prison and they, they, they had been baptized in the, in, in the Christian church or whatever, whether it was Baptist or, 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 or Methodist or whatever it was, but baptized to become a Christian, believing in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, but come out of the jailhouse talking about all, do, all praises due to Allah. Huh? We didn't hear this many times, so it lets you know how dangerous a matter this is for you to deal with them. You got to have some tools. And what is our tool that we are armed with? The word of God. The word of God. And if you don't have it, you don't know it, you've just been around it, you're going to come out of penitentiary. Hey, brother, all praise to do Allah. What was that other thing you used to say? Shalak Shalom or whatever. Assalamu alaikum. And Salikum Salam or something like that. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. Because those people got life. They got much time to spend in a jailhouse studying the Quran. Because they joined, a lot of them joined so they could be protected from the, from the molesters or the rapists or the killers in the jailhouse. So they go in as a Christian, but they come out a Muslim. So he letting you know, you, you, can't, you can't play around with these type of people. And if you touch them, if you be around them, you better, be, you better have some protection. You better be fenced. You better be, be armed with something to protect yourself. Because these are some dangerous people. More or less telling you this is a matter of life and death. Your enemy. You're an enemy of God. That's right. Yeah. Right. Now, you know, let's let's clarify that. A lot of times people would take that scripture and think that 
if they associate themselves with people that's not godly or not Christians, that they become God's enemy. No, to be friendly, you have to look at the word friendly. What do friends do? They hang out together. They believe together. They, they have the same mindset, more or less. This is because they, com- they are more com- com- compatible to one another. So when he says, when you be friends of the world, he that be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. And so when you cling more to somebody that's ungodly, more than you are to God, then God said, then you're an enemy of mine. Didn't Jesus say that he that loveth mother, father, sister, brother, houses a land much more than me is not worthy of me? God got to be first. He's not going to take second fiddle to no one or nothing. So we have to be careful how we deal with other people. He didn't say that we cannot associate ourselves because we got to work with them, right? He does not say that you can't talk to them, but when you talk to them, make sure that you are armed with the word of God so that when they come on with that okey-doke, you can tell them what thus says the word, what thus says the law. But I, I, we don't always do that. We don't always deal with people like that. Because, but, yeah, but see, the thing about it, the first thing coming about, we don't want to offend people. At the same time, the people who we're dealing with is offensive to us. But we don't want to come off and let them know because we don't want them to look at us as being a weak person, a, 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 a fanatic, or a Jesus freak, or whatever they want to call Christian people. I remember when we was in Good Hope, they used to call us... Uh, with that, with that man name who kept him? Jim Jones. So here come them Jim Jones people. Yeah, that's what they called us. Here come them Jim Jones people. Which means that we was, we was, we was, uh, uh, huh? No. We was brainwashed. We was brainwashed. Because people say, look, you can't live that word. You can't do that. It'll run you crazy. You can't always be reading no Bible or being in church are talking about you can live the word, that'll run you crazy. Y'all acting like them Jim Jones people. That's what they used to say about us. Well, that might have had part of it. Well, the people changed. The people changed. So was it right back then? Yes. No. 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 You know, look, you're talking about, we're talking now about culture, okay? The culture during biblical days, in ancient times, this is the way they dressed. Matter of fact, even now, you'll look at, at some people, because look, over in Iran, in Iraq, those, if, you a, if a woman is caught coming out, showing any parts of her body and her hair is not covered, they, she, they'll stone her or shoot her in the street. <laughs> Even in some parts of like India or, or some parts over there, if a woman is caught reading, trying to gain an education, she's thrown in jail. Matter of fact, this was a few years ago, this young girl, they had beat her and put her in jail because they caught her uh, leaving in, 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 in some kind of school book and trying to teach other kids. Yes. 
So, you know, there's so many different types of things of culture, and that's where a lot of people in the church get confused. Just like during that time, you know, you never call people from Good Hope, wearing, especially women, wearing pants. Because in the book of Deuteronomy, the Bible says a woman should not wear that pertain to a man, and a man should not wear that pertain to a woman. But they're talking about culture. And so during that time, they even had their heads covered. You, you know about that too. People from, from Good Hope, a lot of times, them women, you didn't used to see their hair. They had those heads covered up, whether they was in church or whether they were just out in the marketplace. in church, people was already dressing and believing like that. But as I studied the word and looked at it for myself, I saw where they was coming from or the mindset that they might have had, but God was talking to, to Israel as far as their culture was concerned. That's an Eastern culture. We are Western. And we're not Israelites. Right. And that was all before I tell you like this, okay, when Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State, whenever she had to go over, when she went over there, she had to wear a certain attire, she had to have her head covered, because they would not accept her or receive her in their palace or whatever, and they even frowned on her if she had came out in public, because that was their culture, but when she came back to America, she didn't have to do that. The culture. As you believe, as you read and learn through the Bible, you said you learn for yourself. Yeah. That it was just a part of a culture that was just continuing on. That was a culture from, from ancient time, Israel. And this is what God was telling them because if you notice, the same way a woman dressed over, in, over there, even now, it looked, like a, it, it looked like a long dress, right? It looked like a long dress, and they, and, and they have their neck and their head covered up. They have a shawl or whatever around, and they had the head covered up, right? That was them, and the same thing you see down. Why? Because that's their culture. Now, also, who else you see dressed like that? You see men dressed like that. But the only difference in it is the barbarous. That's the difference. And this is what he was talking about, that the barbary that a, that a woman wear, a man should not wear that. The same way, okay, I'll give you another example. When this old woman come out in the public, a certain time she had on, that she, she, she exemplified whether she was a virgin or whether she was married, whether she was a woman waiting to be married, to be betrothed, or whether she was already married because of the clothing, the type of clothing she had on. Why do you think people who get baptized, when they go to get baptized, what do you see them wearing? White. 
which represent what? Virginity. Right? After they after they didn't been baptized in the in the water and been raised up, right? You don't see them wearing that white no more. I'm not talking about the motherboard or or, or, the, or the deaconess who who might still might wear white after that. I'm talking about just people who's in the pews. You don't see them dressed like that anymore. Unless you just want to wear it's something that they didn't did on the Sunday. Say, well, this Sunday here we're gonna be in all white. You never see, well, I've never saw, nobody going to church to be baptized and it wasn't adorned in some type of white material. They didn't have to buy it, more or less, the church will have it for them. So that when they come there, they change clothes and be in that white when they go down in that water. This is, it represents, even when you see people in getting married, when they walk marching down the aisle in the church, what you see them in? In white. Why? It represents a woman that's been a virgin. She's a virgin. She has never been taught. That's what it's supposed to represent. If you look again, once again, in the book of Leviticus, it talks about this. When a woman is taken to marriage, and on her wedding night, if that sheet is not bloody the next morning, that man could bring that woman back to her dad and say, look, this woman here has been messed around with. And you know, what the, you know what the evidence is? Show me the sheet that she laid on. If there's no blood on that sheet, then they'll know that this woman been been, been, been played the harlot and, she, and they'll stone her. Look in the book of Leviticus because they'll tell you all about that. But the man that shall touch them must be fenced with iron and a staff of a spear. And they shall be utterly burned with fire in the same place. Now what is fire? Fire is meant for two things. Purification or destruction. That's what fire is meant to do. To purify or either to destroy. Now, we know what's happening in this case here because this is a person of what? Balao. This is a person that's not godly. Don't believe in God. Don't want to hear nothing about God. And so God is saying that this person just needs to be done away with. Get them, get them from around you. Don't deal with them at all. Because in the long run, they're going to ruin you. It'll hurt you in the long run. And when you deal with them, make sure that, you, that you're armed. You have some type of tool to defend yourself with, with this individual. It lets you know that you have to have what? Uh, you have to be fixed with iron, which means that you need to be protected, keep your distance. And the staff of a spear, and it shall be utterly burned with fire. In the same place. Yeah. Don't let it go any further. Don't let it linger. Kill that. Right there. Nip it in the bud. Right there. There was a saying I had to do that. When I went back to God and Kathy and I were spiritual. When I went back, I went and I told him I was going back to living holy. And I said, well, Kathy, you know, not that. I, you know, I'm going to stop talking to you. You understand? But we can't do the same thing. 
yeah, Kathy, I'm going back. And these took all of it, too. These started recognizing, but they knew I couldn't hang out with them the way that I used to hang out with them. You know, and sometimes if it's just me, hey, just living the life of God right now, she is walking that way. You understand? Matter of fact, she's married to a preacher. She's married to a preacher now. But if you just take a stand among your friends, right? just take a stand. Right. And they will respect you and down the road. They're gonna run into that a teach somebody teaching that or somebody else living the way that you live. And they're gonna know that is they're gonna know it. That is the truth. She met me in her backsliding condition. She was pregnant. After you got saved, he's trying to ask the question, after you had actually accepted Christ in your life, regardless of whether you was married or not, what caused you to walk away from God? Way before me. Mama T had the picture. Verse 4, like a light of the morning when the sun rises, 
even a morning without cloud. As the tender grass springing out of the earth by clear shining after the rain. People, there should be a glow, a light coming. Something should be coming from you that people should take notice of. To know that something is different between you and the person that you're working with or the person somewhere else, wherever it may be, even in your community. Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in the heaven. So it's all about what we live, more or less about than what we talk and say. Don't leave out the police. Don't leave the police out. Those that sit in high places that that's doing this evil thing, you know, to to, to people out here in the street that's unowned and just shooting them down. You're hearing this more now than ever before. Now the old folks used to say it a long time ago, because I believe that I believe that they say it then to put fear in you to make you go to church. You didn't hear wars and rumors of wars and killing and all this stuff. Because you hear a lot of times we, we, didn't, we didn't talk about certain things in the era we came up, how you used to can have your door open. You didn't have to worry about locking your door. You can walk out your back door into your neighbor's house and go get something to eat if you didn't have food in your own house. But you can't do that today. The Bible talks about famine in diverse places. Right here. It's right here in America, in the place... It, of the, of the land and the free, all these riches that they have here. You got people that's hungry. Famine in diverse places. Wars, rumors of wars. We hear that now, more now than when we was, when I heard it when I was a younger, when I was younger. Yes. Would Jesus say, as it was in the days of Noah. 
of Sodom and Gomorrah, so shall it be in the day. The thing about it is, you're not talking about people that just present themselves as being as you tell who it was. Now you can't. No, they come out. And, and you have parents supporting children that may even want to take their own children. I'm talking about not teenagers, but adolescents. Yes. Matter of fact, they had a set of parents that allowed their child, they brought, they didn't allow the child, they brought the child to be a transgender. Yeah, they said, well, they saw, they saw that the child was, was leaning more towards being in opposite sex. I mean, I forgot whether it was a, the, 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 the child was a girl and they transgendered to a boy. It was a boy that transgendered into a girl. But, but they said that they saw that they like playing with things of the opposite sex more or less. Yes. Well, they, they, what they call that thing? What they call that? They're killing that their place. They're killing in in in, in Florida. LG, what you call it? LG. is a homosexual. about all of that. That's that's when it all going to come out, who was right and who was wrong. That's why the Bible said judge nothing before it's time. Now, we see it, we call it what it is, but we can't say that they're going to hell. We can't judge that because we are not, we're not the judge of them. God is the judge. All we can say is, is what they're doing is wrong. It's, it's against the word of God. It's against the will of God. Because the will of God is the word of God. His will is in his word. So we just got to, got to live, just like Sister Evans was saying. We got to live something before these people. Because the same way the testimony she had concerning her friend, 
The ones I had, they left me too, but I didn't have no more weed. I wasn't out there with them. I didn't have no more coke and all the rest of this stuff that we was out there doing. Look, this guy, Harry, him and I grew up in the neighborhood together. We were sticking in two thieves. I mean, we shared clothes. We shared money. Slept at one another's houses. We ran the street. We did a whole lot of things together. But when I said, I got said that I don't smoke weed or get high or drink no more. I ain't heard no more, Harry. Now, how in the world could somebody just leave and walk away from somebody that you've been that close to for all those years? But when you make up your mind that you can't do that, you're not doing that no more because of which the life you choose to live, those who don't want to live it, don't want no part of it, you find out. Let's see what the, I believe they had some kind of saying, saying when something when when the, something the divides oh like oil and water. Those two don't mix. It's gonna separate. So it goes into what 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 David was saying here. The man that touched him must be fenced with iron and a staff of a spear. But he also said, what shall it profit a man if he gain? The whole world die and lose his soul. Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? A lot of people is selling out. Look, my wife just said it earlier today. There's people that rather look good than live good. That was something that was said in the Bible study night when we was back in the church way back in New Orleans. Of course. Of course. The prophets say, have they, have they not heard? Have they not read? We didn't heard it and we didn't read it for ourselves. But hearing it and reading it don't make you believe it. A lot of people say things that they really don't believe. So people just talk and say a lot of words that they really don't believe in themselves. Yeah. So we thank God for everyone that came out on tonight. We thank God for the word of God on tonight. Thank God for each and every one of you. And before we leave, we like to say happy birthday to Sister Brittany, who made a birthday today. <laughs> We're going to say happy birthday. Come on. After we, after we, after we, um, in the service, we're going to sing happy birthday to our sister. This concludes our service on tonight. Our Father and our God, we thank you for your word on tonight. Thank you for those who came out as well as those who called in. And we pray that the word of God may resonate in our heart, minds, and spirit in Christ Jesus. Now, Lord, as we're about to leave this place, but never from your presence, we pray that the grace and mercy of God rest rule in the Bible that stands for a nine forever. Let's all respond by saying, Amen.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.